Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Good morning. Welcome. Welcome to the broadcast. As we edge ever closer to Thanksgiving Day, it's good to be back with you. I've got to tell you, I continue to be really intrigued and encouraged as I see more and more information come out about the man who we've now identified as a hero in the shooting in Colorado Springs. Not surprisingly, we find out he's got a military background. (laughs) And do you ever have an experience where you're watching TV? I mean, there are some people that are interviewed for stories and they're like, okay, yeah, whatever. There are some people that you see that you just think, wow, I really like this person. That is the case with a man named Richard Fierro. We now have a name to go with the story that you've heard over the past couple of days about the heroism that took place inside this nightclub. Turns out this guy is a decorated Army veteran who tackled the shooter, the one who killed five people in that bar. It's also interesting, and this is another reason why (laughs) I tell people all the time, and I'm speaking to myself when I say this, we have to be so careful about making judgments about people. At the end of the day, in one sense, it doesn't really matter someone's background, what they're doing, their sexual preference, whatever it is. What's intriguing about this, this decorated Army veteran has a wife and daughter. (laughs) Totally unexpected, probably to a lot of people. Mr. Fierro happened to be at Club Q celebrating a birthday with his wife, their daughter, and her friends. He ended up being one of two people who subdued the attacker, armed with AR-15-style rifle and wearing a flak vest. You're going to hear just a compilation of some of the things that he said during an interview. I believe this was an interview with NBC. And this will give you a sense of who this guy is. 
And, you know, one of the things I like about this is the humility. In fact, one of the investigators on this case made this very observation. He was really impressed by, despite all the attention this guy's getting, how humble he is. One of the things he said, I didn't ask for this. Said he was there to watch his daughter's junior prom date perform. I'm not a hero. I'm just some dude. (laughs) If only more of us had this perspective on life. I'm just some dude. If only more of our politicians had this perspective. I'm just some dude. Fierro served in the military for 15 years, tours in Iraq and Afghanistan before leaving as a major. Authorities have identified Mr. Fierro and Thomas James as the patrons who stopped the gunman after he opened fire just before midnight. It was Mayor John Suthers who said, I've never experienced a person who engaged in such heroic actions who was so humble about it. He simply said to me, I was trying to protect my family. And you'll hear him say just that. Let's start here first. The guy who has been identified as the hero at the club, Richard Fierro. Listen up. Yes. I just know I got into mode and I needed to save my family. And that family was, at that time, everybody in that room. Um, And that's what I I was trained to do. I saw him and I went and got him. And when I pulled him down, I I, I told him I was hitting him. I want to kill you, guy. He killed, he killed a family member. I, I, I'm an emotional guy, but I also, you know, I I try not to be that, you know. Um, I try to be strong for my family. I try to save people, and I didn't work for five, okay? There's five people that aren't home right now. And I, I thank God, and it's Thanksgiving. I went through this at Thanksgiving in Iraq, man. We lost the dudes. I really hope people kind of use this and, and shake someone's hand, give someone a hug, give them a kiss. I, these are good people, man. These were all kids. They were, this, the guy, uh, Joshua. Uh, who was dancing with my daughter and my wife and Joanne. He grabbed my daughter and they went and hid. He saved my daughter's life, man. I I couldn't ask for anything more. I just did what I had to do, okay? Um, I know I'm not professional. I want those five families to know that's all I care about. I want those that are in the hospital right now, get better, please get better. I, I, we went out to see a show and have a good time. And thank God Raymond was smiling and he was dancing with my kid. And my daughter got to spend her last day with him happy. And that community, I love that community. So what do you think? Do you have the same sense about this that I do? This is just a really likable guy. Across the board. The genuineness just really comes through, doesn't it? Here's a little bit more on 
the response, but also he talks about the other person who came to help him. And it turns out it was a person who was performing, a drag performer. <laughs> and the way this is described, it's, it's just priceless. Uh, listen up. It's the reflex. Go. Go to the fire. Stop the action. Stop the activity. Don't let no one get hurt. I told her, kick this guy, kick this guy. And she took her high heel and stuffed it in his face. <laughs> the image of this is, it's really hilarious. You know, to think of this person being subdued in this way, which is pretty awesome. Amid the tragedy that occurred there, this is such an encouraging story of heroism. Still to come in the broadcast, we're going to talk about some new information that's come out that certainly provides a new wrinkle in the investigation. We're going to tell you what that detail is. This is yet another thing that we have not considered in these kinds of situations of tracking people who may be a potential threat. Also coming up on the broadcast, we will talk about an update on that Shaw University group. Well, it turns out there is a formal complaint with the Justice Department. We'll go into that and much more as we continue our broadcast. Stay with us. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. on the Vince Coakley radio program over on the text line. This texture making reference to something we'll talk about a little bit later on, the possibility of a rail strike 
How about that Biden deal with rail workers before the election? Now we find out differently. What a lying clown. Yeah, supposedly this was resolved, wasn't it? What happened? (laughs) Vince, the media will forget about this LGBT nightclub shooting because the hero was a straight guy. Well, I assure you, they will not. This person says sometimes toxic masculinity, put that in quotes, is okay. This person says, I'm happy he cracked that idiot's skull a few times with his own gun. This text is really right on the money. I think most Americans are like this veteran hero. I believe most Americans don't care about your sexual orientation, your race, your gender, whatever the case may be. The left is opposed to us being like this. And this guy being like this, the left is opposed to us being united. The left wants us divided, which is absolutely true. Everything has to be adversarial, which you will hear a little bit later on from one advocate who believes she knows why this has happened. I I knew it was just a matter of time before we went down the road of blame. We're going to hear about guns. We're going to hear about hate speech. Just all of these things. And let me just remind you again, because nobody, nobody is more consistent in engaging people (laughs) in terms of talk radio programs. I live what I proclaim here, which is my love for everybody. So it really frosts me when I hear these people who are basically just trying to stir up dissension and take a situation where there's real opportunity for unity and people coming together and fanning flames. You're going to hear a person who is doing just that in just a bit. In the meantime... If you'd like to join the conversation, the Ingalls Markets Talk Line, 800-928-1110, 800-928-1110, the Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line, it is 71307. We've had a lot of discussions, as you might expect, when we've had these shootings about how do we deal with these things? What is the solution? Is there a solution? Now, I'll repeat what I've said plenty of times before. At the core of this question... It's just the basic idea and the understanding I have that you cannot legislate evil. You can't legislate the end of evil. That's really what people are looking for. As primitive as the killing of Abel by Cain, Someone with ill intent will always find a way to carry out whatever type of evil they want to carry out. The weapon is simply a means of accomplishing that. Remember I told you about one of the worst school incidents? did not involve guns so much. It involved bombs, and it was decades ago. 
So someone with really evil intent, they're going to find ways to carry out what's in their heart. This is ultimately a problem with the human heart. And we need to continue to isolate that to where it is. The human heart. And stop trying to connect dots where there's no connection. You'll hear somebody trying to do that very thing coming up in just a bit. First, I want to tell you of some new information that we have learned about the man who carried out the violence. Now, please do not hear what I'm not saying. But let me tell you something. One of the reasons why we have incidents like this, I heard the saying years ago, it's not new, hurt people hurt people. And so many times when we look back in the histories of some of these guys, we find trauma, things that were done to them. And please understand, I am not giving this as an excuse. But it's kind of interesting. This is some of what we are learning now. Anchorage Daily News reporting the troubled past of Colorado club shooting suspect obscured, obscured by a name change. Years before he allegedly walked into that Colorado bar with an assault-style rifle, the man now known as Anderson Lee Aldrich had a different name and a tumultuous past. Until age 15, he was known as Nicholas Brink. Living in San Antonio, public records show this. His parents separated when he was a toddler. And when he was 12, his mother, Laura Vopel, was arrested for suspected arson, according to court documents. She was later found guilty of a lesser offense in connection with the same incident. At 15, he became the target of a particularly vicious bout of online bullying in which insulting accusations were posted to a website along with his name, photos, and online aliases. At some point, a YouTube account was created under his name, featuring a crude, profanity-laden animation under the title, Asian Homosexual Gets Molested. Isn't this picture becoming clearer, folks? For unstated reasons, just before his 16th birthday, the young man petitioned the Texas court with two of his grandparents' names on the document to legally change his entire name. His mother's name did not appear on the petition. Nicholas F. Brink became Anderson Lee Aldrich, who at 22 would gain infamy as the suspected shooter accused of killing at least five people and wounding 18 others inside the Colorado Springs bar known as Club Q. The reasons behind the choice of this new name? Unclear. Now we understand a little more, don't we? Stay with us.
So I'm looking at the uh, TV monitor here. And Fox is just going through a number of house races that still haven't been called yet. Can you believe that? There was one that was showing 71% of the vote counted. What in the world? We are two weeks. Is it two weeks now removed from the election? And their race is still not called. This is an outrage. Absolutely crazy is what it is. Over on the text line, I agree with you, Vince. Evil people like the lady who put her two-year-old baby in a trash bag. They found his remains of the landfill. Chris out of Shelby. That's certainly evil. Vince, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Guess we need to ban and outlaw knives now because that killer in Moscow massacred those poor innocent students. Vince, all the arguments you make in support of guns, AR-15, I can make in support of drugs. They don't kill anybody. It's the use of them. But you're definitely opposed to that. Hypocrisy is not a virtue. I'm opposed to what? Just curious. Jesus commanded to us, not suggested to us, to love the sinner. The world is an ever-increasingly dark place that it is. You literally just made the argument for gay marriage, weed, and abortion. How about you fight your battle for the human heart on a level playing field by leaving it as a choice? Let the rest of us live our lives, and you devout Christians can make the choice not to smoke weed, get abortions, or marry someone of the same sex. Those don't go into the same category, excuse me. Smoking pot and gay marriage, in my opinion, don't go into the same category as abortion. It's fine to have a conversation about what you do with your body. With abortion, we're talking about another life with a separate DNA. Just saying. You notice the networks don't show the nightclub shooter. Seems to be a policy with all these mass shootings. You don't see pictures in the media of the suspect. Could it be because they're all young white guys? I'll see plenty of pictures when black guys are involved in shootings. But. Where did the rest of this text go? It has disappeared. Vince, I'm shocked by all the gaslighting going on by our mainstream media. They're blaming people not involved. Like Tucker Carlson and Lauren Boebert. They seem to thrive on division. We need more people like you in the mainstream, Vince. That is from Jeff. Interesting. Oh, boy. This person responding to the previous text about legalizing things. Guns are used for self-defense. Narcotics are not. (laughs) By the way, guns are mentioned in our Constitution. And pot is not. Totally different conversation. Which is not to say that I completely disagree with everything that you communicated. I have communicated that I think the war on drugs is a waste of time and a waste of money. And like other wars our government has waged, really haven't gone very well, have they? 
the war on poverty. How's that going? This is crazy. So we started to tell you about this young man, Nicholas Brink, who had a name change at age 16. Actually, this took place at age 15 with the help of his grandparents. Now, again, we still don't know what the motive is, and this is kind of intriguing. We don't know the motive. Whether the events of Aldrich's childhood had any bearing on Saturday's horrific violence is unknown. But Aldrich's earlier existence as Nicholas Brink reported for the first time offers possible answers to several key mysteries surrounding the suspected gunman. Public records and databases were oddly silent about Aldrich for the first two decades of his life. Now we know why, don't we? June 2021. Have you seen this video, by the way, when he was arrested for an alleged bomb threat? One that prompted a partial evacuation of the Colorado Springs neighborhood where his mother lived at the time. He was charged with kidnapping and felony menacing. Never prosecuted for reasons that remain unclear. No bomb was ever found. Despite his run-in with the law some 17 months later, Aldrich was in possession of at least one weapon, a long gun, which he allegedly used in targeting customers and employees inside a nightclub. Long seen as a safe haven for the city's gay and lesbian communities. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints confirmed in a statement to the Post the alleged shooter was on the membership rolls of the church, but had not been active in the Colorado Springs locations to the best of their knowledge. The church, which until 2019 described people in same-sex marriages as apostates, condemned the shooting in a statement. The senseless act of violence in Colorado Springs is great sadness and concern to us. We're greatly troubled by any violence in our communities and condemn most especially violent acts that are the result of intolerance against any of God's children. Now, the mayor of Colorado Springs said the shooting had the trappings of a hate crime. But at this point, we don't have the evidence to confirm that that's what this is. We really don't know. By the way, Aldrich is still in the hospital, and authorities are not discussing his medical condition. So, this is an interesting bit of information about his background, his life experience. And one of the things I've said before It's another example of what happens, the evidence of hurt people hurting people. Now, I I encourage you all the time to make a difference just in the circle that you are in. You just never know that person that you show kindness to, that you care for. Who knows what might be intercepted? Just in the process of loving someone and being a decent human being. Still to come in the broadcast, you're going to hear part of the blame game. Yes, you knew it was a matter of time before someone would come out and try to connect dots that really cannot be connected. This is really reprehensible, but 
It's typical. Stay with us. Over on the text line, how much blame do we put at the authorities' feet for not charging him after that bomb threat? Something should have come of that. Should have known he would be on the brink of doing something evil. Did I just hear a pun in that? Probably why he changed his name. Jeff, you are cut off. You just wait till I meet you. (laughs) Oh my goodness, on the brink. And we also have this interesting text. And I think this is probably one of the most insightful things that's been on the text line today in light of what we have learned about his earlier life and the name change. Here's what this texter says. I would think the motive is anger and confusion over his sexuality and possible molestation. Now, this is pure speculation. But I think this texture may be onto something about an internal struggle that's going on, potentially. I'm just putting this out there. This, base, this texture may be onto something. I want to quickly get to this because this is the kind of thing you're going to continue to hear. This is the organization GLAD, their CEO, Sarah Kate Ellis. And from everything I've seen, this woman is very much part of the Alphabet Mafia. These folks are determined to connect dots everywhere, even where dots are not proven to be connected. But we're turning her loose right now. This is Sarah Ellis appearing on NBC, basically blaming guns and blaming politicians. Notice the names that she mentions. Listen up. Yeah, I think it's driven by two things um, primarily. One is the rhetoric that's coming out from politicians. They're using our community as political footballs, and they're spreading lies and hate about our community. Just this past year, this past year alone, there have been over 300 anti-LGBTQ bills proposed. 300 against a community that's not looking for anything. Um, So I, I think there's that. And then add, couple that with social media platforms that are monetizing hate, that are monetizing lies. They're making money off of spreading hate, and they're not stopping, and they have the tools to stop it. So it's incredibly frustrating to see something like Saturday night happen when you know what's driving it. Whatever the motive comes out to be, 
we know that there is an increase in this culture of hate and rhetoric around our community that is resulting in world, real world harm. And even a report that we're about to release shows that in the past year, there have been either 100 violent attacks or threats of violence against drag events across this country. In this country, um, brunches. I mean, we're talking about brunch people. So I think that DeSantis, Boebert, they have blood on their hands on this. They have to stop spreading lies. These are lies that they're spreading and they're causing pain and death and murder against our, our community. In addition to insufficient gun safety in this country. Couple that all together and you have what happened on Saturday night. And you have it, you know, in this city alone, in New York City, on Saturday night, a brick was thrown through a gay bar in Hell's Kitchen. That's the fourth time that happened in a week to that bar. So you can see whether or not the motive on Saturday night turns out to be hate, which we it all it looks like it's pointing that way. It's still an environment and a culture that we're living in and that politicians are leading. They're leading this hate. So we need them to stop. See, this is the kind of thing that continues to stir the pot. First off, you know, notice how she describes 300 anti-LGBT bills. What is she talking about? And I know one example is probably in Florida, where there's an effort, successful effort, to keep sexual content and conversation away from freaking children. If you think this is anti-LGBTQ, you need your freaking head examined, young woman. This is nonsense. Just because people don't want their children brainwashed and the subjects of propaganda doesn't mean they have any hostile thoughts towards you or anybody else and to put Ms. Bulbert in the same category with Ron DeSantis this is so intellectually dishonest profoundly dishonest and I want to make it very clear I'm not a fan of Ms. Bulbert I'm not but this goes to show you how they put everybody in the same category, the way they would never want you to do with them. They are bigots. Yes, I'm saying it. She is a bigot. And the first place you need to look for hate is in your own freaking heart. Start there before you start preaching at other people. Transformation Tuesday, straight ahead. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.